You're listening to episode number five of the Identity Factor podcast. This episode might strike a nerve because you're going to discover how your relationships are simply a reflection of you. If you're unhappy with your relationships, whether it's with a friend, a significant other, a family member, or even a business partner, I'm here to tell you it's either your fault or that person just isn't meant to be in your life. The good news is I'm about to show you how you can gain massive clarity on all of it and start improving your relationships today. Hi there, I'm Anthony Serino, and by joining this podcast, you've started a life-changing journey with me as your guide. You're now also part of a community of like-minded individuals who light this world with passion. As a high-performance coach and expert in habit modification, I've worked with amazing individuals from all over the world who have literally transformed their lives from within. As you listen to this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at my science-based approach to transformation. A question you may ask yourself or even others a lot is, am I with the right person? So let me ask you right now, are you with the right person? And you may be thinking, well, (laughs) Anthony, that's why I'm here listening to this episode because I don't know if I'm with the right person. But Let me first clarify, when I ask, are you with the right person, I don't just mean your significant other or your spouse, but I'm also referring to your friends, your business partners, and even your family members, anybody who you surround yourself with on a daily basis. And this episode is not going to be some fluffy relationship advice commentary, because quite frankly, that's not how I help people. I help people by helping them help themselves. And my goal with this podcast as a whole is to empower you. I want to facilitate your transformation with you at the wheel. I'm simply the GPS system. And really, I want you to be the hero of your own story. So this episode will help you gain clarity and assist you in answering your own questions yourself. But it it really is up to you because you already have the answers inside you. Whether you're consciously aware of it or not, your brain already has access to all the information it needs to make the correct decision about anything. And that's not just to make you feel good. Like, I'm not just telling you that so you get motivated or you feel confident in your decisions. It's, it's really science. I, I mean, do you have all the information based on past experiences and um, past life events to make the best decision for yourself right now? So... Once again, I'll ask you, are you with the right person? And you may be wondering, well, Anthony, how do I know if I'm right or if I'm with the right person rather? And I got to tell you, I sure as hell don't know, but I can help provide some perspective. And trust me, a lot of this is going to resonate with you. Also, for the most part, I'm going to be focusing on actual relationships like with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your spouse, or whatever. But the same principles I'm about to discuss can absolutely be applied to any other sort of relationship you have with somebody. And before we get into whether or not someone is right for you, let's talk about something that pops up a lot when working with clients. And a quick note, I'm not a marriage counselor, and I'm not a therapist, but I work with peak performers from all over the world And my approach to coaching is all-encompassing. Meaning, let's say, for example, a professional basketball player 
comes to me to improve their mental game on the court or they need help because they get triggered by their coach or any number of things they deal with when it comes to actual basketball. If that's the case, I'm always going to look at their life off the court as well because as they say, how you do anything is how you do everything. And if someone is having difficulty performing on the basketball court or in the office or in their business, I can guarantee there's work to be done in at least one other area of their life. And usually that's their health and fitness and nearly always their personal relationships. All that to say, after working with countless clients from all demographics, I've heard a lot about relationships. Okay, so the thing that pops up a lot, and (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've heard this, and I'm not laughing at my clients, I'm just laughing in general because um, this is such a common thing for people, but what I always hear is, Anthony, he just triggers me. He'll do this thing that I I just absolutely can't stand, or I get triggered when so-and-so even just walks into the room, or any number of things that trigger people I hear about. And we've all been there. But here's what I want to say. Anytime you're triggered, you are passing judgment on someone or something. But let's step back for a second. And let me ask you, what triggers you? Think about that for a moment. And as you scanned your mind for all those different triggers, some you may think are silly or some may actually be serious triggers. But, and actually, ironically, you may be getting triggered just thinking about those triggers, Um, but that's not my intention, I swear. But as you look at those triggers now, ask yourself this question, who am I judging? You know, when your boyfriend leaves his clothes on the floor instead of putting them in the hamper, or the wife always asks too many questions when when you get home from work, or whatever your significant other or someone else does or doesn't do, whatever it is that triggers you. And when you take that into consideration, what I just said, when you are triggered, you are passing judgment on someone or something. And if you flinched when I said that, that's okay. But it's an absolute truth you must come to understand. So let's talk about what I hear often as a lot of people's biggest trigger. And that big trigger is, of course, disrespect. And disrespect means different things to different people. I know I feel disrespected when I hold the door for someone and they don't say thank you. And of course, that disrespect um, used to trigger me. And of course, it meant I was judging that person for what they didn't do. But I've since worked on that and it's really not an issue for me anymore. But so many people are triggered when they feel disrespected. And what usually happens, especially in relationships, Well, when someone gets triggered, their response is to actually disrespect the person who disrespected them in the first place, and then it becomes this vicious cycle. And this may be you, and you might not even realize you're disrespecting that other person. And the funny thing about it is, the very thing you were triggered about is the same thing you do in response to getting triggered. This is why it's so important perhaps the most important thing is to really take a long, hard look at the level of respect on both sides of your relationship. And I get it. 
a lot of people don't show respect because they're angry. But I'm here to tell you, there's another way. Okay, so what happens when we're triggered? Well, we're really making an interpretation about that other person's behavior. For example, holding the door. And I don't know if this is a cultural thing in or here in the U.S., but let's say you're walking out of a restaurant and you hold the uh, you hold the door for the guy behind you. And he just kind of hurries through the door and he has his head down and he's like looking at his cell phone and he doesn't say a peep. And if you're like I was, you'd pause for a second and think, did that asshole really not say thank you? And you're like, who the hell raised this guy? Or did he not even see me holding the door? Or whatever knee-jerk reaction uh, you have, which is really just your interpretation of his behavior. But what if you're walking towards your car and there's that guy standing in the parking lot talking on his cell phone and you overhear his conversation and you're able to piece together that he just got news that his mother passed away and it registers with you in that moment that he was rushing out of the restaurant to take that important call. And what happens? That trigger almost instantly disappears, meaning your perception and your interpretation of that person's behavior and the situation changed because you now have new information. So of course, what were you doing when you held that door for that guy and got triggered? You were judging. And then as soon as you let go of that judgment because of what you overheard in the parking lot, that new information, your trigger went away. So the key takeaway here is that when you control your judgment, you control your triggers. And I hear so often people say, uh, my mom just triggers me whenever she's around or my boyfriend triggers me or so-and-so triggers me. And this is what you really need to understand and really start taking responsibility for this. But when someone triggers you, it's never about the other person. It's about you and your judgments. Once you wrap your mind around that, I promise you your relationships and your life will start improving dramatically. Oh, and something else before we move on. When you let other people trigger you, they own you because you are allowing them to affect your internal world. You're allowing them to take your energy. And this is why for those of you who are constantly triggered, Day in and day out, you come home from work and you say things like, I'm so exhausted. It's been such a long day. I'm so tired. It was so hard. It was so difficult. And that is simply because you've let people or situations take your energy. And energy isn't some like woo-woo mystical word or force. We're basically oversized batteries made up of water and electricity. And I'm not going to get into all of that here But I imagine if you're the type of person who would listen to this sort of podcast, then you already know this at some level. But our brain and body can only function as a result of the energy we harness. All right, so I'll dive into the consequences of judgment in a future episode. But like I said, the most important takeaway here, and seriously, I would write this down because it's that important. When you control your judgment, you control your triggers. 
And when you control your triggers, other people can't control you. Now, the title of this episode is Your your Relationships Reflect You. And I want to talk about what I mean by that. Because if you've been with me for any amount of time, whether by listening to earlier episodes or interacting with our private Facebook group, you've probably started to understand the model I work from. And that is everything you have and everything you don't have is a direct result of who and how you are being. And if this doesn't sound familiar to you, then either you weren't paying attention or you haven't listened to the first couple episodes. Either way, go back, start at episode number one, and do that even if you've already listened to it because repetition is actually the key to learning anyways and your brain filters out most of what you hear the first time around. So just go back and uh, give... Give all, the, uh, um, give all the other episodes another listen. But basically, back to um, our relationships being a reflection of us, everything in your life is a mirror. And that, yes, of course, includes uh, your relationships. And as you hear me say that, think about a relationship you have in your life and ask yourself, how does this relationship reflect who I am? Because most people default to judging, and there's that word again, but most people default to judging what the state of the relationship says about the other person and what the other person is doing or not or not doing. And they think, uh, you're not this, or you're not the type of guy, or whatever. Or they think, uh, it has nothing to do with me, and I chose to be in this relationship with you, but I can't take how you're being or what you're doing. And then what happens? Then they search for validation as to whether or not that other person is quote unquote right for them. And listen, if you're wondering if someone is right for you, the only person who can answer that is you. I don't know your story. I can't see or understand the thousands of experiences you've had up until now that have literally uh, caused your brain to form beliefs and interpretations about life and relationships. And no one can, not me, not a therapist, not your parents, not your BFF. But what I can do is help provide clarity. And once you have clarity, that's when you'll feel confident to make the decision without anybody else's input. And this is where I really shine with my clients. And I don't know if you can picture me patting myself on my own back here, um, but seriously, what I'm really good at is helping others get clarity. And I do that by asking the right questions because you already have the resources, the knowledge and the understanding, all of it. You have it inside you already. It's in your brain. And I just can help you unleash it. And I, and I help clients unleash it every day. I mean, shit, most people are already experts on their issue before they ever come to see me. I mean, come on, it's 2020. We all have a diploma from Google University. I mean, the girl who wants to lose weight, she already knows what her nutrition and workout routine needs to be. She knows everything about calories. She knows everything about the keto diet. And the smoker already knows all the statistics about health risks and they've researched all the patches and gum and all the other tricks to quit. And they know everything they need to know about, you know, say quitting smoking. But that brings me to the big through line of this podcast. Even if you know what you have to do, if you're not the type of person to do those things, 
you'll never be able to do them consistently for any significant period of time. And that's where real transformation happens. That's where real change occurs. That's how we modify our habits with consistent, um, sustained action over, like I said, a significant period of time. But uh, let's get back to where I was. Went on, went, went on a bit of a tangent there. But, okay, so clarity around relationships. Let me ask you this. What are your expectations about your relationship? And really what you should ask yourself is, do I expect my relationship to be perfect? And one thing I want to get out of the way here is no relationship is 100% perfect. And no one person is 100% or 100% perfect. You're not 100% perfect. And therefore, it'd be unrealistic to expect anybody else to be. But I see all these social media posts with hashtags like hashtag relationship goals and, and things like that. And it's always some romanticized story or illustration about the quote unquote perfect relationship or perfect guy or perfect girl or whatever. And it sets this expectation that a relationship needs to be like some sort of fairy tale. And let's say you have that expectation. What happens? You find yourself in a relationship and things are great for the most part and for a while actually. And then all of a sudden things start to get a little, uh, a little rocky. And then you compare the state of your relationship to your unrealistic expectation of that fairy tale. So, what false expectations do you have about your relationships, about your marriage, about that business relationship even? And what expectations do you have of your partner? And more importantly, I guess, is how do those expectations affect how you show up in that relationship? And it's funny, well, well it's not really funny, it's sad kind of, um, but most people never really consider how they are showing up or how they're being in a relationship and really how that affects everything. And usually this is because people are afraid of being alone. So they take a random puzzle piece and they try to make it fit. And they try to alter that puzzle piece until it does fit. But what happens if you were to take two puzzle pieces and alter one or cut both of them so they could fit together. I mean, you would just ruin the big picture, the picture that was already designed and and waiting for you. But once you do that, that picture can never be what you expected it to be, even if those pieces fit. And like I said, no relationship or person is perfect. But there is always someone out there whose piece or whose piece rather matches up to yours. And like a puzzle, it's the voids in your own pieces that are filled with theirs and vice versa. And that completes this beautiful, imperfect picture. And that's okay for things to be less than perfect. Wow, I uh, I went pretty hard on that puzzle analogy there, huh? But I'm guessing by now um, you're beginning to understand what I mean when I say your relationship is a reflection of you. Whether it's because of you judging someone or having these unrealistic expectations, 
your internal world is affecting your external world. And it's your responsibility, if you're not happy with what you have in life, to shift and control your internal world, to shift the way you're being, and to really shift your identity. Because here's the thing. You learned to be the type of spouse or girlfriend or type of mother or husband that you are today. Every belief and perception about relationships, you've learned from what you've experienced in your past. And you've also learned how to communicate with others. And this is where I see like the biggest issues coming up in relationships. Uh, it's with communication. And I'm sure this isn't the first time you're hearing this, but communication is absolutely vital for a healthy, sustainable relationship. And when people are having these issues, uh, it's because they haven't learned how to communicate properly. Maybe they get triggered easily and they get angry. And what happens when we get angry? We start disrespecting whoever we are angry with and we lose sight of the love we had for that person. And this is where we circle back to triggers and how important it is to learn how to control who and what triggers you because inevitably these triggers will lead to a breakdown in communication and just this perpetual cycle of disrespect. So I've been bouncing around a lot and touching on a number of different things here. And honestly, there's so much to talk about in regards to relationships that I feel like I I should do like a, a whole mini series on this stuff. I mean, relationships are just such a vital part of our existence and they can either amplify the good or they can amplify the bad. I mean, geez, just think about how much thought and energy you give your relationships. And if that shit ain't solid, you're going to get worn down real quick. But back to your relationship being a reflection of you. And when I say you, I mean your identity, the type of person you are. Uh, and really the type of person you learn to be, and really the type of behaviors that you've learned along the way as well. Because if you've listened to this podcast um, prior to this episode, you might recall learning that a vast majority, or majority rather, of our identity, which includes our beliefs, our habits, and our perceptions, all of it, our brain developed before the age of or so, because at that age, um, we have not yet fully developed the structures of our brain responsible for conscious analytical filtration of external information. All this to say, your previous relationships, especially the ones you had as a young kid, have become the blueprint for the relationships you have now as an adult. And Because of this fact, this is why we are often emotionally immature in our relationships. Because your brain is handling current situations and your current relationships with the same programs it developed when you were five or six years old. I mean, let's say, for example, as a kid, your parents weren't around a lot, or they were always busy working, or perhaps you have siblings, and you always had to fight for your parents' attention. And as a kid, what happened? You get emotional and maybe you threw a fit or you acted out and you caused a scene. And what happened? All of a sudden, you got that attention you wanted. 
Well, apply that to your relationships as an adult. Perhaps your spouse or your partner works a lot of hours and has to give a lot of attention to their job or their business. And honestly, I see this a lot with uh, super achievers like entrepreneurs and athletes because they're passionate about what they do. So they work a lot of hours and they focus a lot of their time and energy on their pursuits. But let's say that's your boyfriend or your wife or whoever, and you feel like you're not getting the attention you deserve. So instead of sitting down calmly and being mature and communicating your wants and needs appropriately, you lash out and you start acting in ways that you know will get you attention. And the thing is, you start doing these things that are often triggers for your significant other. And of course, those triggers are going to get a response, even if it's a quote unquote negative response. And of course, this doesn't make you a bad person. You're just running on outdated programming. And it's all automatic subconscious behavior that you've learned from a young age. But if you don't change the way you're being, like if you don't change how and who you are being, which was determined basically from your childhood programming, it's just going to it's just going to keep becoming a vicious cycle every time. Because you'll lash out, your significant other will get triggered, they get angry, they start disrespecting you, and then you disre- uh, disrespect them, and on and on and on and on it goes. Whew. I think that's enough relationship talk for one episode. But, of course, as always, let's bring it home by asking, what was the aha factor for you this time? What made you instantly start looking at your relationships a little differently? What was the light bulb moment for you? Perhaps it really changed your perspective when you heard that when you let other people trigger you, you're letting them control you. Or maybe you're now realizing it's your expectations that are affecting your relationship. But either way, let me throw one last question in here. A little bit of a curveball. Because when we started um, this episode, it was in reference to people wanting to know if someone's right for them. But what I want to leave you with is, are you right for that person? Well, that's it for episode number five of the Identity Factor podcast. I threw a lot at you, and I know I gave you some food for thought. So please... Let this all marinate and send me some feedback. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these episodes. Oh, and you'll want to subscribe if you haven't already, because next week's episode is all about the habit of anxiety. Yep, you heard that right. Anxiety is a habit. Stay tuned. If you're the type of person who likes getting involved in a community of like-minded individuals, come join our group Inside the Identity Factor on Facebook. Also, stay up to date with the latest content by following me on Instagram. If you have questions, I'm here to help. You can email me at support at theanthonyserino.com and I may even feature your question on an upcoming episode. Finally, I do have one small ask. My passion is serving others. And by you tuning in, I know you may be someone who wants to serve others as well. We can grow together and help more people by spreading the word about this podcast. So please subscribe, share it, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. I genuinely appreciate your support. Thanks for being here.